Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome back to Agile 2019 here in the Leading Agile booth. We're doing interviews all week long with speakers and other thought leaders that are here at the conference. And I am here with Heidi Musser, a coworker, also a member of the Agile Alliance board. That's correct. And you were participated in a conversation the other night at, at Agile Tonight. I did. I want to talk a little bit about that. So Great. Let's talk about that, Dave. Thank you so much. So for some of you that have attended the Agile uh, uh, conference in years past, on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. the board always convenes a session called Agile Tonight. And in past years, we've typically talked about tech trends, what's happening throughout the industry. But we took a little bit different direction this year. Okay. And we changed direction because we've been hearing more and more uh, from different members throughout the global Agile community, how important diversity and inclusion is. And there's been an interest in ensuring that uh, the Agile Alliance and the community we support, uh, their needs are being met with respect to diversity and inclusion. Okay. So we, um, uh, some board members, we've put our heads together, and uh, we, we spent about an hour and a half with uh, over 100 people okay. talking about why diversity and inclusion matter. Okay. Okay. So uh, anytime we begin a a topic like this, uh, what we did uh, by design is we wanted to uh, get the the conversation framed in facts. Uh, Diversity inclusion is frequently an emotional topic, especially for underrepresented groups, minority groups. And we want to make sure we just grounded everyone in fact. So our approach on Tuesday night was to really present the facts about why diversity and inclusion matter, and what really is the current state of diversity in the broader tech community. Okay. Yeah. So I had a chance to to talk about that a little bit. So let let me just kind of summarize the key highlights. Yeah. Um, Highlight number one, diversity and inclusion matter because it's good business. Right. Okay, so without going through all the facts tonight, uh, there's ample research that suggests that market share, relative profits, customers, sales, all of those things from a business perspective increase in organizations that have good diversity. Okay. And when you're, before you go on, yeah. when you're talking about diversity, mm-hmm. can you explain clarify what that means to you or mm-hmm. what that means to the Agile Alliance when we yeah. talk about something yeah. like that. Uh, diversity means, um, at, at its broadest sense, that uh, uh, everyone is represented. And okay. when you say everyone, it means gender diversity, so male and female. Right. It means uh, racial diversity Okay. Okay. in terms of white, uh, uh, maybe uh, Latina, African-American, right. okay, Latino, Latina. It also means geographic diversity. Okay. So the Edge Alliance is a global community. You know, in our board, for example, we have a board member from Australia. We have our newest board member from South Africa. We have a board member from the UK. We have a board member from Brazil. We have an outgoing board member from Bolivia. We have a board member from Canada. And actually, there's just four of us that are from the United States. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about all aspects of, of diversity. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank yeah, you. great question. Great question. So we, um, uh, you know, diversity inclusion. There's, uh, it's not just the right thing to do, but it's good business. Yeah. And whenever I have an opportunity to speak about this with um, business organizations, I, it talk about the business aspects of it. Diverse organizations outperform non-diverse organizations. Better ideas, more creativity. Exactly. All that stuff. Diverse teams consistently outperform all other teams. They experiment more. They're more creative. 
they share knowledge. And they learn from each other. Exactly. Yeah. They fulfill their tasks. And uh, they, in, in all dimensions, diverse teams consistently outperform all other teams. And you're also talking about generational diversity, too. Absolutely. Because that's something I notice a lot in, like, you got some baby boomers left. There's all of us Gen Xers. There's the millennials. Yeah. There's this Z's over there. James is sitting over there. Is that is that the newest generation? That's James's Z's? generation. Yeah, yeah. I would I would be one of the baby boomers. Yeah. Yes, and, and I wear that proudly. And I'm very <laughs> proud of being Gen X, and I want everyone to get off my lawn. <laughs> A good day is when I can learn somebody something from someone who's not like me. Yeah. That is the best day. When I can be in a group of people. And we can all raise each other up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when when I can listen, okay, when I can seek to understand, and when I can learn something from someone that does not look like me. Yeah. You know, that that that's a really good day. So, so one, far it's been a really good day. It's <laughs> so one thing I noticed this year, and this is only one side of the diversity, mm-hmm. but there has been a stronger push for like women in agile and, and all mm-hmm. that. And the stalwarts track is like half mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And I think more than half the interviews I've done in this booth have been with, with women. Mm-hmm. And that's really great to see, but there's still a lot of other stuff yeah. that we can do. So the interesting, I, I shared some facts on Tuesday night, and a couple of these are so appalling, I'm going to share them again. Okay. okay. Uh, the world lacks tech diversity. Mm-hmm. And generally, when we're talking about the Agile community, we're talking about the tech. Yeah. Okay. So um, if we can assume that, that, that that's true, but the world lacks tech diversity. But the interesting thing that most people don't know is it's getting worse, not better. Okay. So let me just go through two sets of data. One, yeah. one from a company perspective and one from a higher education perspective. Okay. In uh, 57% in 2018, 57% of the U.S. workforce, professional occupations in the U.S. workforce were held by women. Okay. Yet only 26% of computing occupations were held by women. Huh. In 2018. Okay. So the interesting thing is, what do you think that number was in 1991? What percentage of computing occupations do you think were held by women in 1991? I'm going to guess that it was higher. Most people do. It was okay. lower. Yeah, no, it was it was high. Oh, no, okay. excuse me. Most people think it was lower. No, I it think it was higher. It was thirty six percent in nineteen ninety one. So what has happened since nineteen ninety one? Where it's that worse. is now getting yeah. worse. Okay, uh, and it's horrible for um, people of color. Yeah. Um, only 3% of competing occupations in 2018 were held by African-American women, 6% by Asian women, and 2% by Latino women. Wow. Hispanic, Hispanic women. So it's just horrible um, in, in those minority groups. So let's take a look at the academic side. Okay. Yeah. So the same percentage by coincidence, 57% of bachelor's degrees uh, in 2017 in the United States, college and universities were awarded to women. Okay. Yet, in 2017, only 19% of computer science engineering degrees were awarded to women. Okay. Now, now, what do you think that number was in 1985? I would... Higher. 37%. See, my, I want to say lower, but I'm I guessing know. higher. Most people, most people say lower. Most people... Thought, Assume that it increased. tech is ubiquitous. But More women in other underrepresented groups must be involved. I would assume that all the work that's being done around STEM is going to change the tide on that, but it's going to take a while for that to find its way. Uh, 
Or we, am we, I, is that wrong? Is that just like white guy thinking that? Well, um, a lot of attention is on STEM, but we still haven't gotten to, clearly we haven't gotten to enough of the root causes to reverse okay. that way. Starting to slow down a bit. But over the last, since 2000, between 2000 and 2012, there's a 64% decline wow. in the number of first-year female undergraduate students interested in computing. So what are they doing okay. instead? They're doing things where they can bring their whole selves to work every day. Oh. Okay. You want a healthy have, workplace? Have, <laughs> have more fulfilling <laughs> careers, okay, okay uh, where they can be rewarded uh, right. for the work, rewarded and recognized for the work that they're doing, where they can advance into leadership roles. Right. And by the way, when we talk about STEM, the statistics that I'm talking about are for, are very specific, specific to computing occupations. Right. In other sciences, it is not the same trend. Okay. This seems to be very targeted. Specific to us. Specific to tech. Okay. In other sciences, women are making, in other underrepresented groups, are um, making advances. So what are things we can do to help with this? Well, there, there's a lot of things we can do. And, and the first thing we need to recognize, a, a lot of this is really a, a part of... Um, I would call implicit bias. We all have bias. Mm -hmm. There are things, all of us, myself included, yourself included, there are things that all of us do that we're not aware of that are perhaps contributing to that. And we spent a lot of time talking about that on Tuesday night and really doing some education about unconscious bias and subtle biases. And these are the subtle biases um, that, that we all have and we maybe the intent isn't bad, but we we go into this. See, bias results from it results from the schemas yeah. that we all develop as we're kind of navigating through yeah. society. We have to do that to filter information. Unfortunately, sometimes those schemas lead to filtering the information erroneously, and that's yeah. where the bias comes from. And I think one of the big first steps is recognizing that we have the bias. And the biases we talked about on Tuesday, uh, we talked about micro inequities. Uh, and that's kind of like death by a thousand cuts okay. where somebody does something uh, that's negative, repeated. It's really subtle, but maybe you it's get some- enough of it. It takes you down. Somebody always mispronouncing your name. Yeah. Over time, the message is, I don't care about you enough to learn your name. That's yeah. personal. Yeah. That's very personal. Uh, there's stereotype threat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's tokenism. Okay. This, this has happened to me in my career. More than once. Uh, and tokenism is where uh, maybe an underrepresented group, maybe there's a, a couple of people from that minority group, or yeah. group, and then the message you get is, Heidi, we are so glad you're on the team. We've needed a person like you to help us better understand the LGBTQ community. Yeah. It's like I speak We need for one of them all. and one of them and one of them exactly. and then we're diverse. I, because I clearly speak for all yeah. LGBTQ people throughout the world. Yeah. Not I do I do not do that, and that's tokenism. And in the the interesting thing about that we we don't necessarily recognize the negative impact that has yeah. on a person. It's like no, I want you to see me. Right. I don't want you, you speak to speak for yourself, not for exactly. other people. Exactly. Right. You know, see me. And in another kind of bias that we see quite a bit. Uh, is gender or color invisibility. And again, um, the, I, I see this frequently in the workplace where somebody says something, and I've, I've heard this said as recently as two weeks ago, I don't see color or we gender. We all see color. Okay? We all see gender. If you, if you perform well on my team, you'll succeed here. It's like, wow, now you're discounting me. Now you're saying that 
I don't care enough about you. I'm going to treat everyone the same when in yeah. reality we're all just a little bit different. In, in the micro, the, the bias there is, no, treat me for who I am. I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I want to be recognized. I want to be valued. Those are all very if, human. If we become more traits. aware of it, we still need tools to decompose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the research um, and much of the research I'm quoting, by the way, comes from NC, what the National Center for Women in Information Technology. They're amazing organization, which, by the way, they were founded initially funded by the National Science Foundation to help solve for the fact that even 20 years ago, we estimated that we didn't have enough talent, any type of talent, people talent in the U.S. system to meet all the tech job needs. They're projecting that we're, there'll be like one and a half million jobs yeah. unfulfilled. But um, NCWIT's an amazing organization in terms of their research and whatnot. But one of the things um, that we have learned is we, we do know how to fix this. Two of the key things that organizations can do yeah. if, they're, if they're serious about this, and, and many are, they, um, they might not know how to do it, but they want to do it. But two of the key conditions that are critical for institutions are, number one, institu- institutional accountability. Okay. And that's from top leadership, leadership visible behavior. No, we, we must do this. Yeah. And the second thing is, is them bringing up the managerial layer as well, having them be involved in this and aware of that. Okay. And then once those two conditions are in place, that's when it we can begin to the address the rest of the DNI ecosystem. Okay. We can begin to address hiring practices. Just simple things. If you want a diverse team, don't start interviewing until your talent pool is as diverse as the team you want to have. Okay. You don't need legal support to do that. Right. You don't. You need patience. Yeah. Okay. You don't need policy to do that. Just don't. Just, don't yeah. start cool. until you put together that pool. Another real simple thing uh, that we can do um, after a person applies for the role. Uh, by law, we kind of have to keep track of you know gender our EEOC yeah. rules. Yeah. Great. Track it. Then take the names off the resumes. So as a oh, person is wow. going through the process, at least the paperwork. We treat all resumes without okay, okay, without, without any that getting in the way potential bias okay. entry. Okay, eventually you will meet the person. You will know whether they're yeah. male or female or, or whatever. But start the process there. Another thing that um, a lot of folks are not aware of, I had to learn about this myself um, when I was uh, is, is I've been an executive and a leader in different organizations. But men and women were wired differently. Yeah. Okay. Um, a male might see a job description and they may have maybe two or three characteristics of the 10 or 20 yeah. and they're, I'm going for it. Right. A female may see that same job description and they may have substantially all of the skills, but they're missing one or two so they won't apply for it. Right. So as a leader, okay, I think it's important that we recognize that um, if that's true, how can we encourage women? Okay. okay. Maybe they're not going to apply for that unless their manager steps out a little bit and says, you know, Heidi, go for that. You've yeah. got this. So we have to be more encouraging right? support. So we have, but we're not aware of that. Yeah. And unless you're aware of that, you might think that, well, Heidi didn't apply for it. I assume she wasn't interested. Okay. And it, it's not that. It's yeah. just we're raised a little bit differently. And those okay. things do play themselves out. 
Cool. In our education, uh, in, in our in, uh, in our careers as okay. well. Well, if, yeah. if people want to learn more about this or about the Agile mm-hmm. Alliance's involvement, with mm-hmm. it, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, a couple of things. Um, we are very serious about this, so we have uh, created an online community. We announced it at Agile Tonight okay. uh, earlier this week, um, and some and people can join the online community. Okay. And in that community, we're going to uh, start the continue the conversation, and we're going to start talking about the specific initiatives people might want to sponsor oh, so we can get better at this. Cool. Okay. And that is agilelines.org slash diversity and, and inclusion. inclusion. That is correct. Cool. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes. See, this oh. was really great. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for coming it's, by. And it's thanks a pleasure. for helping to improve our community. We can't fix what we're not aware of. Yeah. Right? Right? And uh, and we are all of this t- together. You know, yeah. we, we, uh, we must and can do better with this. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Thank this you. Was great. So keep watching. We got a few more to do today here at Agile 2019.